Back again with another positional evaluation, hopping into the running back position here. The attributes for the running back position that we're prioritizing are relative longevity. And I, and I mean relative longevity, not longevity, because there's that's <laughs> lacking at the running back position. <laughs> Receiving upside, age, volume, and of course, like I said, for every position, we want that weekly upside. But I think that's kind of always baked in, but I do want to highlight it. Relative longevity. Let's jump right into the rankings, Jake. We, we need to do this. We need to pop in and show the people kind of what we're talking about here. So we're looking at the rankings overall right now, but I think it's important to just look at these and notice there's only three running backs in the top 25. Three running backs. That is our running back one, Jameer Gibbs, hot. Hot. Bijan Robinson, <laughs> running back two, and Brees Hall, running back three. And let's just, just to, to highlight kind of what we're talking about here, running back four, 29 overall, we have Jonathan Taylor. And I want to highlight that because he's a, he's a great player for sure. But I think the reason why these three other running backs stand out and why they are in the top 24 is because of that relative longevity, right? Jonathan Taylor is already aging out in terms of, of di- the dynasty community, right? 25 going on 26. We only have a couple more years. We probably passed peak production, peak value. I think that just very much highlights you know, what we're looking for in relative longevity. We have some guys here in Brees Hall, 22 years old. Bijan Robinson, 21. Jameer Gibbs, 21 years old. They have their entire careers ahead of them. And then we look at our second attribute. We talk about receiving upside. Each one of these guys possesses high-end receiving upside. And while Jonathan Taylor maybe at one time did possess that, he no longer does. And it's you know hurt even more by the fact that he has a rushing quarterback in Anthony Richardson, who we love Anthony Richardson. You know, we're not we're not trashing Anthony Anthony Richardson. He's probably gonna be really good for the offense. And you know, Jonathan Taylor's gonna have a good year. But okay, we're talking about kind of what we're prioritizing and and trying to explain our rankings here and explain rankings and kind of why players fall into, you know, the the rank they do given the profile that we're looking at. So then we look at age. I already kind of went over that, you know, these guys 21, 22 versus a guy like 25 years old. And then we're talking about volume. Volume is king at the running back position, right? King. And Jonathan Taylor is definitely going to get some volume, but we know that's going to be impacted again by Anthony Richardson. And if we go below him, you know, looking at Christian McCaffrey, of course, age comes into play there. He's absolutely elite, but you know, we're looking at a 27-year-old running back. The wheels got to fall off at some time. Devon A. Chain, relative longevity. We've already seen some injury stuff there. We don't know if the volume is really going to be there. We we want it, but we don't know if it's going to be there, right? So he's 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 not making it into that top five for us. Okay. So just just talking again, just kind of talking through the process here positionally of what we're looking at. And of course, these guys up in the, up, up in the top possess immense weekly upside. We've seen that with Jameer Gibbs. The Gibbs. We've seen that with with Brees Hall behind a terrible offensive line. You know, he's going to get a quarterback this year. So again, I'm I'm going quick through it because we're doing a high level overview, but just trying again to highlight our thought process here. Jake, do you have anything to add for the running back position? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things too that I like to look at. Um, with regards to uh, high volume specifically, when you think about Jameer Gibbs and Bijan Robinson, you think about their RB2s that kind of take away from their volume. But the way that I actually view it, specifically for young running backs, it puts them into that 
relative longevity conversation a little bit longer for me. Um, <laughs> that early career usage is really important, but at the same time, you know, people think of Jameer Gibbs as kind of the RB2 this year just because of a lot of the touchdown upside from someone like David Montgomery. But then you think about it, he still had 230 touches. Like, that's really, really high considering the actual usage that happened throughout the season. And that's the kind of efficiency that I'm looking for when I'm thinking of, you know, elite running back traits is being able to produce at a really, really high level with not necessarily, you know, top RB1 uh, style touch numbers, but being able to still produce at RB1 style uh, points per touch numbers. Uh, that's the type of reason that we're also seeing someone like Devonta Chains as high up as he is. It's that idea of having that uh, relative longevity as well as having the receiving upside on top of the age, et cetera, that kind of has him almost boosted slightly above someone like a, a Tyron Williams. And I think that puts us in a situation where we're able to kind of have this good side-by-side -side comparison of mm -hmm. our top six, top seven running backs and puts us in a place where we feel very comfortable with where these players kind of sit themselves. But at the end of the day, you know, we don't want to sit through this symposium as a guide of why we're doing everything. It's really just to kind of let you gauge uh, as a viewer when you're trying to go through this process of what should be important to you. I think at the end of the day, if you think that high volume is more important that combined with age and that's more important to you than relative longevity, then so be it. Uh, we just want to provide, you know, kind of the valuation of where we're sitting and why someone like a Christian McCaffrey sitting there at running back five on a rebuilder rankings. And for you, they might be sitting at running back three. That's why I got you here, Jake, to fill in the gaps for me. That that that's why we brought that's why we brought Jake in. I, I do think it's worth noting, and it's it's a it's a great point. Uh, and I'm not going to get into it at all in depth here. But you can jump on to our weekly episode, our normal weekly episode this week, where I'll be talking about the 300 plus carry syndrome. That's not really what I'm calling it, but that is what it happens to be. And it, it's no, it's worth noting because you know when running backs take on supreme workloads like that you know we love to see it in that one year we love to see it because it's it's uber productive but it, it's it's an absolute detriment to their career generally the following seasons are no longer as efficient and you tend to see a, a pretty significant dip in production and in career path to be honest with you that said there are guys like derrick henry who have slightly broken the mold I should say guy like Derrick Henry, like I have the data. There's like 23 of these guys who have ever had like 300 plus touches. But the point is, is that, you know, they get up to that 280 plus range. It takes a really significant toll on a running back's career, on a running back's abilities. So I think Jake is onto something here when it comes to, you know, finding players that have a bit more balance to their game, but still have that elite upside, that elite weekly upside. And I don't, you know, carry a substantial downside, you know, obviously. We're, we're looking for that balance. Great stuff, Jake. Thank you again. That is our positional evaluations for the running back position. Thanks for tuning in and keep an eye out for our next episode. Peace out. Later.